We'd like to thank our friends at PwC for their support, partnership, and collaboration in making Retail Gets Real. Learn more about how PwC helps retailers at pwc.com. Back in 2008, when we launched our tracker, which was like the first time that you really could understand what was happening with your pizza. <laughs> Before that, it's a call, you know, and you just cross your fingers and you hope that it gets there when you're available. And so in 2008, we were able to like really provide exposure to that and drastically kind of change our relationship with our customer. Since then, we've built a lot of technologies that have all really focused that, improving the relationship and the experience for our customers in meaningful ways. It's fun. It's exciting to be with a brand that's willing to take risks, willing to lean in, and sometimes willing to be the only one out there for a while. Welcome to Retail Gets Real, where we hear from retail's most fascinating leaders about the industry that impacts everyone everywhere, every day. I'm Bill Thorne, and on today's episode, we're talking to Christopher Thomas Moore, CTM, SVP of Customer and Store Experience for Domino's, about the exciting things Domino's is doing, how to foster innovation, and what the retail future kind of looks like, particularly from food retail. CTM, welcome to Retail Gets Real. Thanks so much for having me, Bill. Super excited to be here with you today. I'm thrilled that we can have you. Now, we were talking before we actually started the program that I had the opportunity to see you at our program in California at Terranea, Nexus. And it was an absolutely fantastic presentation. One of the primary takeaways was your founding in 1962. Another one was just all of the innovations Domino's is doing to stay relevant with the customer. And I think that's something I really kind of want to focus on today because you're doing some really neat things that people probably wouldn't think about. But tell us, what does CTM do at Domino's? Perfect. Well, first of all, thanks for the feedback on the Nexus event. I was really happy to be there and take advantage of that opportunity. It's just such a, a different event than other events you go to where they're just like, millions of people and like you really don't hold a true conversation with anyone because you're just talking a little bit micro conversations with a lot of people and so it was good to get some really good quality time with other thought leaders of the space and just kind of learn about where the industry is going and what those opportunities might mean for us here at Domino's but you know the presentation I give is a fun one and I'm really taking credit for over 60 years worth of work (laughs) I'll take it I'll I'll take it I feel really privileged to embrace it <laughs> exactly because it was really great. Thanks, but it was fun. It was it's always fun to tell that story because it is one that for many years I was on the outside looking in, and now to be on the inside talking through kind of our journey and as it relates to innovation, how we've gotten to where we are. It's just really fun, and I feel like really privileged to do it. But to your other question, as far as what I actually do, so <laughs> I lead our customer and store experience teams, which means essentially leading all of the core touch points that address our customers. So from our e-commerce environments and experiences to our loyalty program to what we do internationally from a digital marketing standpoint. So all the technology that's happening in our store to our customer service group and how they're servicing and retaining our customers. All of those core touch points really kind of sit within my organization as we kind of think of how do we build the most ideal experience for both our customers as well as our store team members. So that's my day-to-day. Now, you had a journey. I mean, that didn't just happen right after you got out of school. 
What is that journey, CTM? How did you get to where you are today? For my journey, I, I'm totally not supposed to be here. Like if you were following <laughs> the journey, people ask like, Can you-, <laughs> you, took, you took the right exit ramp somewhere along the line. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's, um, you know, I have asked every now and then, like, what did you do to, you know, get to your point? And I was like, well, I started in a call center as a temporary employee, you know, like <laughs> that was my start in this industry was I was in college and I needed a job. So I found a position with an agency called Pace Communications based out of Greensboro, North Carolina. And My birthplace, and, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so, you know, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I went to school at A&T. So, Excellent. Uh, Excellent. I <laughs> So, yeah. So going to North Carolina A&T, needed a job. And so found an opportunity for a call center that supported a brand that was owned by the agency called Exclusively Weddings. And so, you know, I started there. And then within a few months, our president of our division, David Stubbs, called me and he was like, what? I think you could do a little bit more. And so he started putting me on different projects from international sourcing to actually helping stand up some new brands that the agency owned. And really, that was my foundation where I started to get accustomed to the world of e-commerce and a multi-channel retailer. And really kind of learned on the job as I was going in a lot of different ways with great support and leadership from a number of individuals in the organization. But I kind of worked through the organization over almost a decade to where I ended, where I was helping lead basically all of our B2B relationships, where we would basically white label e-commerce brands for major players, generally publishers. So from Brides Magazine to Exo Group, we were building e-commerce engines on their behalf and for them doing marketing as well on their behalf. And so I led those teams and those processes. And really, that's how I got my start and my foundation. And I've been really fortunate to be put into different positions and arenas that I know it made absolutely no logical sense for me to be there. But have really tried to take advantage of every opportunity to learn as much as I can. And here I am now at Domino's. So this journey is totally not one that could be (laughs) followed by any map or diagram. It's uh, it's all over the place, but I just feel really blessed to have this opportunity and privilege now. Well, that's the story of retail. But when you get right down to it, I mean, people do other things. But, you know, I think it was 54% of adults started their first work job was in retail. Mm-hmm. Then they go on and they go to college, they do something else. And so often they come back to retail mm-hmm. and it's really an interesting process. And I think that what you just said, doing some e-commerce for bridal, we actually had the CEO of David's Bridal yeah. on Retail Gets Real a while back, but we were talking about- You were a client as well. <laughs> oh, great. Well, what we were talking about, how do you do e-commerce in bridal? I mean, that is such a tactile experience. And it's such a big part of planning a wedding and being a bride and the celebration. And my feeling is that if you have conquered that, if you have been a part of deciding how to do that successfully for that industry, you charted a great path because (laughs) that's not an easy thing to do. And to take all of those learnings and to make them make sense for somebody like Dominoes. Exactly. And, and it's been really fun because I luckily have had the opportunity to be exposed to a lot of different industries through my career. So from bridal to hospitality and hotel space, spent eight years there to food to pet gifts. Like we did a little bit of everything at the agency. And so like I've had a lot of exposures and been able to tie 
and connect the dots where the commonalities exist and where the nuances of those specific industries or categories exist. But at the end of the day, so much of what we do is the same across all of them. And so it's been great because coming into a new space, I think anyone asks themselves like, what do I contribute? What do I understand about this? How can I be effective? And, you know, I've really tried to lean in on where that commonality sits and it's vast. And so optimizing there has been like, helpful as I yeah, figure the rest of the space around me. <laughs> so Domino's is such an iconic brand. Isn't it great to be able to get on a plane and tell people you work for Domino's and everybody knows who you are and what you do? I mean, I, th- I just think that's got to be fantastic. And I'd love to know, and I'm sure you've done research. It is iconic. Who doesn't mm-hmm. know what Domino's is and does? Yeah. It's over 60-year-old brand. that has Which freaks me out. It's crazy, right? It just has a ton of legacy. I mean, we really kind of helped invent the whole delivery category. For uh, sure. Category. And so there's just so much legacy with this brand. There are literally generations that have had re- relationships with this brand. And so there's a lot of responsibility with that. One, continuing to make the brand applicable and relevant for new generations. But also, you know, protecting the continuity of the brand for those that have been long-term customers of us, for us. And for me, it is fun to talk about dominance and especially in professional communities, because there is a stronger understanding of the turnaround of our business and what we've done over a number of years to really push the industry of food, but also to really position ourselves as a leader in technology, especially when we kind of started back in 2008, when we launched our tracker, which was like the first time that you really could understand what was happening with your pizza. (laughs) Before that... I remember that. (laughs) I do. I remember when you introduced it. Absolutely. It's a call. Right. cross your fingers and you hope that it gets there when you're available. And so in 2008, we were able to like really provide exposure to that and drastically kind of change our relationship with our customer and, you know, bringing transparency and a clear understanding of process. And so since then, we've built a lot of technologies that have all really focused that improving the relationship and the experience for our customers in meaningful ways. And so it's fun. It's exciting to be with a brand that's willing to take risks willing oh, to sure. lean in and sometimes willing to be the only one out there for a while right? as we kind of figure through technology revolutions and changes. But it's one that I think we're fully committed to. And so every day is kind of fun. But it's always great talking to people that know the brand story because they're like, sure. oh, hold on. How did you guys get there? What's happening? Everybody knows Domino's. I mean, every anybody that's gone to college knows Domino's. Anybody yeah. that's been in high school knows Domino's. I mean, everybody knows Domino's. Yeah. And I think one of the great stories about Domino's is how it has stayed relevant through all of these years. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's still leading. It is innovating in ways that others are catching up and trying to imitate, which is good. It's the greatest form of flattery. But it's really quite an extraordinary story. And I have to ask this question because it seemed to really resonate with a lot of folks at Nexus. I don't watch a lot of TV. I mean, my job is Senior Vice President of Communications and Public Affairs. And I watch the news, but I don't watch much else. The one thing that you talked about was for the folks that do watch TV, of which there were a large number, and it was about Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> Mind-ordering app connected to Stranger Things. People were like, ooh. It sounds like your team is having some fun with that. So can you talk a little bit about some of the things you've been working on lately, specifically on Stranger Things? Yeah. We have a, just a phenomenal group of individuals that are always trying to kind of push the bar for us. And 
really, we don't do a lot of like co-branded partnerships like this, but this just made a lot of sense for us. And so our head of advertising and brand is Kate Trumbull and her and our agency partners of Work in Progress laid out a plan on how this could be kind of a meaningful brand activity and action for Domino's and how it actually more or less made sense, right? We just don't do those type of partnerships just to do them. There has to be some connection back to the brand and the experience of the brand that makes a lot of sense. And so we did partner with the Stranger Things brand and built what we called our mind ordering app. And it's available now in the app stores. And basically, it's a fully immersed experience where you basically go into the world of Stranger Things and are in the lab experiencing and touching elements and actually moving elements with your mind and including that of actually looking at a pizza box to place an order. It was a fun partnership in like leveraging different native functionality and aspects of devices to trigger the ordering experiences by just looking at your device. It's fun. Like we will push the envelope and things like that because it's just something that no one else has done. And so I'm excited Correct. to say we are the only brand where you can order with your mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I order with my mind sometimes. <laughs> just when I'm not near my phone, I'm like, God, when I get near my phone, I know what I want to order. You to ask Amazon, they say, I do not. I order with my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Not logical at all. <laughs> or be very poor. CTM, one of the things that we've talked a lot about, and again, this isn't on my list of questions, but anyway, is the metaverse. Mm-hmm. And are y'all looking at that pretty closely? I think from our perspective right now, there's still a lot of definition that's needed about the space. You know, like there's, there's, <laughs> there's still a lot of new nuances and elements that really are not clearly defined. Yep. I feel like everybody you talk to, everyone has a different opinion of what the metaverse is and what it's Amen. not. So I think as an industry, we need to understand what is this and what does it mean specifically for retailers. And for Domino's, we try to take a very data-centric approach to mm-hmm. our areas of investment. Like we have to have proof of incrementality and business influence in the things that we're doing. And that just doesn't currently exist in the world right now of the metaverse. Will it get there? Most likely. Will it be the same thing that it is today? Probably not. And so we're along for the ride, but we've not made any material commitments at this yeah. point um, until we understand more of what, what is the metaverse. Well, when you find out, would you give me a call, please? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> it's not that I'm mystified by it, but to your point, you ask 10 people, you're going to get 10 different responses <laughs> in terms of how they see and or define the metaverse and what it means to their business and what it means to the customer. I mean, it's it's incredibly interesting, but it just, in terms of practical, putting it into practice, I'm very curious. I felt like Nexus was a really good platform for us to have those discussions too. Yeah, for sure. Number of great speakers on the top. Oh gosh, yeah. The guy from um, Berkeley, were you there for him? Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, but still, there wasn't necessarily a common message that came out of that, right? There was still different points of view. So I think we as a industry of retailers still need to wrestle with this topic and understand how applicable it is to both our brands, but most importantly, our customers and the relationships that we have with our customers. Yeah. I think as we get more definition around that, I think we'll see where our activations come to life in that environment. Yep. So one of the things we've talked about in the past, and certainly in the past two years, was what 
COVID, what the pandemic, what the shutdowns, what the whole entire period of time where we kind of reinvented so much. The process always was this long, convoluted, you test and you try retest and you try it and fewer markets, a couple of markets, maybe a bigger market. And then after, you know, you know, a year or more, they actually, you know, put this thing out and see how it goes. During COVID, it was like, get it done. Oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. Let's just do it. Let's do it. I don't know how we do it, but let's just figure it out. Get the minds together. Everybody sit in a room, figure it out. Let's implement. And literally, business changing practices were put into play in days and weeks, not months and years. Yeah. What did dominoes do? It was such an interesting time to be with the brand, especially a brand that has a legacy of innovation that, depending on the innovation, some of them are faster from an overall time to market, and some of them take much longer, right? But we were put, as every other retailer, in an environment where you had to make some adjustments because... It's a sink or swim, and a lot of sinking going on. There was a lot of sinking, unfortunately. There were a lot of brands that did not weather that storm, and... For us, it was really important to first start and center around our customer and understanding what are their experiences and concerns right now. And at the very beginning of COVID, if you remember, you know, the conversation was like, how do I get food in a safe way? And how do I prepare it in a safe way? And how do I convince the customer that, that we're doing the right thing? Totally. And so from a customer tension, you saw Google searches on safety of food and safety of delivery like skyrocket. Because people were wanting to be educated and really understand, you know, and protect their families. And so we started with being more informative around the safety practices that we have in our stores and in our business and what we are doing to protect our customers. And then we have to invent for our brand what is contactless delivery, right? Mm -hmm. And luckily, as a global brand, we have many markets throughout the globe that got a head start based off of just how COVID was moving throughout the globe. And so we you know, to take a lot of learnings from other Domino's locations to help identify like for our U.S. customers, what was the most ideal approach. And so in a matter of weeks, we came up with a process for the experience within our web experience, but also what was the delivery experience for our customers. And so the team invented this thing that we call our pizza pedestal because we didn't Mm want to just throw your order on the ground. And so this was a little corrugate box that basically was a barrier between the ground and your order that we could deliver the order on. And we had to manufacture that, ship it over to 6,000 stores, create new processes. And it was remarkable to see that we were able to do that in a matter of weeks and execute mm-hmm. on that. And I think it comes to like just structurally how we are formed with a backing of agility and how our teams can move and pivot based off of the needs of the business. And if it weren't for that, would we have been able to move as quickly to address those needs of our customer? Probably not. So, I mean, you look back and it's like, how did we do that? But I think it was through the supportive leadership and the way that we are structured that we were able to move really quickly to address, uh, for us, what was most important, which was those customer pain points. Yeah. I think, you know, when you look at what you all did, the things that you were forced to do, again, let's go back to the timing. I mean, do you think it will ever go back to where we have these long processes or do we just recognize what the consumer wants, what they need, the environment in which we're working? We get it done. If it works, great. If it doesn't, we change it. Yeah, I view just like our way of working has evolved to more of a hybrid type of model. You see that also for innovation. I think that a lot of 
people realize the importance of speed and innovation to address those pain points. But I think that there's still a lot of value in a very measured approach for innovation as well. We try to be data-centric in like everything that we do. And our innovation path is kind of rooted in process that helps us get to something that we feel is going to be really stable and really positive and influencing the experience of our customers and our store team members. So those processes, I think, are great. And I don't think that they will ever completely go away, but I think that there are new layers of like, how do we quickly move to address those customer needs that I think everybody got to kick the tires on through the the last two years. Oh, for sure. (laughs) So you think about quick service, you think about the future of quick service. What excites you most about what's happening in quick service, what's happening in retail more broadly as it relates to the future? I think that, there, there have been so many advancements in our space over the past few years, but this relationship with digital is mm-hmm. one that has grown greatly. And for us as a brand that has had a strong legacy in digital, it's been really important for us to continue our focus there and continue to grow in what we're offering our customers and store team members from a digital experience standpoint. And so I just think the the continued growth and understanding of digital and how it relates to the food category has been really exciting to see. But I think that we're also in a space where there's just a lot of change that's happening, right? From the media landscape has changed greatly over the last few years. Experience expectations have evolved from a customer standpoint. So there's (laughs) there's no lack of work that can and needs to be done in our space because it's constantly evolving. And so for me, that continued evolution is so exciting. I get up every day and I'm, you know, we're faced with new challenges, new opportunities, and and it makes it exciting. You know, it's not like the same thing every day. And when we talk to retail leaders and when we talk to people getting into retail and why they want to work in retail, it's just the excitement on a day-to-day basis because everything changes. And if you don't like change, you don't belong in retail. You will get frustrated. You will get angry. You just need to leave. But it is such an exciting place to work. And so with that in mind, what is your best piece of career advice for all of those students and others who are just starting out in retail or wanting to get into it? I would say to me, I think it's about first acknowledging that because it's ever-changing and evolving, there's no way that you know it all. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? You don't want to know it all. (laughs) You won't. You really don't. It's impossible. So having a willingness and a desire and a curiosity to continue to learn and evolve as the industry evolves, I think it's really important. But also, I think it's having the desire to take some risks and um, associate yourself with organizations and people that provide you that opportunity to take those risks. But that's when like the biggest things happen. You know, when you reach out there and do something that, you know, is a little bit more risky, you either learn from it or you really benefit from it in other ways. And so I think those two elements, I think, have been part of at least my career in different ways. And I think it's a good foundational element for anyone else. That's awesome advice. And let me just tell you, I give presentations during the summer to interns from our member companies. So as many as 253 from Macy's, we've had REI, we've had Walmart, we've had others. But at the end of it, there are four pieces of unsolicited advice that I give. And guess what? You just hit two of them. Ah. One one is you don't have to know everything and that's okay. (laughs) And the other is, and it's the last one because I feel very strongly about it. You need to be open to risk, taking risks in your career. 
And, yeah, and I feel like it's I've taken risk in activities that I've done on yep. behalf of a business. I've taken risk in moves that I've made within a business into areas that I have no understanding. Like I helped lead our product and our food and menu for a few years and like had not had ever that experience in my background. <laughs> but it was so important in some yep. foundational learning for me. And so I just feel like those risks at the end of the day, if you are provided the opportunity to do it, make sure you learn everything you can from it and and grow and leverage it to take you to the next level. And that's number three. I can't, I, that was exactly learn to grow. Ask the questions. That's fantastic. You have just validated everything that I said. Well, Bill, Thank you, you didn't know I had your whole sheet right here. And I'm reading <laughs> You could. You very well could. You hit it. You nailed it. I can't wait for the foundation to hear this. Anyway, Christopher Thomas Moore, it was a pleasure spending time with you in California. Your presentation was absolutely fantastic. Your involvement, your engagement, your insights, and your guidance are just second to none. And more importantly, thank you for joining us today on Retail Gets Real. This has been a real treat for me, and I know it's been a treat for our listeners. Well, thanks again, Bill, for having me. It's been a pleasure. This has been a fun use of my day. And it's the highlight highlight of my day. (laughs) Day still young, Chris. (laughs) And thank you all for listening to another episode of Retail Gets Real. You can find more information about this episode and others at retailgetsreal.com. I'm Bill Thorne. This is Retail Gets Real. And thank you so much for listening. Until next time.